Hello everyone, welcome to another episode on Hastobirds. Today I'll be talking about the um, arrest of Kyle Rittenhouse, or they call him Kyle Rittenhouse, yes. But before that, I would like to talk about Senator Rand Paul, who was trending, and the significance of today in history. I'll bring everything together as we move on in this podcast. I am Hassan, and this is Hastobirds. Alright guys. So Senator Rand Paul, like I said, was trending today on Twitter. And why was it trending? Because he actually said that he was almost attacked by some mob of protesters. And that um, it was caught on tape, you know, there was a little bit of you know shoving right here and there. And that, you know, the angry mob had at, at it again, basically. But the, 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 the interesting thing about today's date, and that it was Rand Paul that was attacked, is is it has so many layers to it because Senator Rand Paul, based on what I read from the Twitter thread, is that, and I actually know because there's a video clip of it, is the one senator that stood against the um, Emmett Steel anti-lynch bill. That bill could not be passed because Senator Rand Paul opposed it. Is the one senator that did that. Not only that, so to now see that he's the one that was almost mobbed by by, by some angry um, people outside of white house was very funny that it's this same man and to understand that today today the august 28th is the day many years ago that 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 young man called emmett till was killed of whose name they want to make that bill the emmett till anti-lynch bill which Rand paul opposed now this is a connecting story to what what's going on right now in america so i would like all of um so i would like you guys to please just and God, just bear with me as I lay everything down. Now, Rand Paul opposed this bill, right? And it was Emmett Till bill. So the question now is that, who is Emmett Till? Because I have a lot of listeners from all over the world that may not know who Emmett Till is. Well, you can just Google, just put his name on Google and you'll be able to see a lot of things about this young man called Emmett Till. But a brief um, story of him is that he was 14 years old at the time he was lynched by two angry men or maybe they were more than that and what's the story behind it it was lynched because he flirted with the white woman in the store the white woman is the wife of this of a, of a particular man called bryant so this happened on august 20, 24th in, in that particular year when emmet just basically was dead by his friends like, yo you cannot talk to that lady and and he went in said i said bye baby that's that's what people heard now the lady said that the the boy um kind of assaulted or flirted with her and all those things so when the husband of this lady came back from wherever he went to four days after and he heard of the rumor that that was speculating he then angrily called the half brother of this lady whose name is milan they drove to mississippi where this boy was at the time they kidnapped him at the dead of the night in this in his uncle's house now it is written this out is it was written on um history.com i'll just read it just read this one quickly it says here his assailant the white woman's husband and her brother made emmett still carry a 75 pound cotton gin fan to the bank of the Tallahatchie river and ordered him to take off his clothes the two then the two men then beat him nearly to death gouged out his eye shot him in the head and then threw his body 
tied to the cutting gym fan with barbed wire into the river. They killed this kid. Now, days after when there was a national outcry that where's this, this young man, Emmett Till. By the time they were able to cover his, his body from the river, from this Tallahatchie River, they discovered this boy was barely, he was, they could never recognize this, this young man. It was the ring that it was that, that he had on that his uncle was able to recognize that this was um, Emmett Till. It was so badly brutalized that nobody could recognize him. And the state authorities wanted to bury this young man quickly. But the mother said, no, I want my son to have an open barrier. Let the whole world see what racism looks like. Let the whole world see what it looks like to be mobbed and to be lynched and to be discriminated based on speculation or rumors. The picture of, of Emmett Till, a very handsome young man, he was 14. The picture of him before and in his um, casket is on the internet. Even you, even you right now, if, if you Google it right now, Emmett Till, and look at the young man when he was alive and when, when he actually died, you would not, it was unrecognizable. Now, as if that was not enough, this case was one of the reasons that sparked this um, civil rights movement. People were were so angry and they protested, and there was and these two men was in the was charged in, in in the court of law. Now during this during this time in the court of law, right, when these two men was charged, you remember America's court of law is there's there's a jury system. All the jury, right, were white. So in no time less than is it less than one hour or so, the jury came to a conclusion that those men that was accused of killing Emmettio. It should be discharged, should be discharged and acquitted on the grounds that there is no proof, concrete proof that this this person that they claim is Emmettio was actually Emmettio. This was the reason why this man went scot free. So what am I, why am I saying this? The issue of racism and institutionalized disc discrimination has been a thing in this country for a very very long time, and so many people have died. I am a black man. I'm an I'm a Nigerian, but first I'm an African. Because I don't like us to always use the word black man and white man. I think it's better just call us African-American or Caucasians. Because when we start putting this color, black, white thing, I think it's, the, it's, it's, a, it's a really divisive political language, which I'll at least try to not to shy away from. But back to what I'm saying, no matter what happens, you are, they see you as an African-American or as, 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 as a particular uh, pigmentation first. Regardless of your education, your exposure, or experience or expertise so this thing that we, that MRT went through as has been going off since that time since forever I mean somebody shot Dr. Matuta King and he was racially motivated and so on talking about Dr. Matuta King do you also know that on this day 28th of August was the day Dr. Matuta King delivered that address that speech that rang through the, throughout the world the I have a dream speech yes it was this day and in a matter of minutes, I will, I will tell you guys like exactly the way he phrased the words. So we can also take in the spirit, take in this moment and appreciate those people that have come before us. And why are we talking about this, these issues? Rand Paul stood against the, the house from passing the Emmett um, Till anti-lynch bill. Dr. Matuta King had a speech that, is, that was really, really based on racial um, on, on discrimination and um, and racism 
Hence, that's why we had the civil rights law of, of 1964, a year after he made that speech. So this idea that is going on in this country, in this world, because what happens to black men in America is not just peculiar to America, it's all over the world. The people of color are always mistreated and largely unappreciated. Now, I want us to be connecting the dots. 28th of August, Senator Rand Paul trending on, 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 on social media. He's, he, the, the father he uses capacity to block the MSU anti-lynch bill, which would have really made it an, an outright sin to, to, um, to kill people unjustly. How many people have? How many times people have died in the hands of white cops or white people, and they've gone, they've, they've gone scot free? The only one that we know of a black man, that I know at least, that was rumored to be a, that he killed somebody was that of O.J. Simpson. But can we actually start naming names of people that the, the white folks have killed? That is not based on speculations, but they've actually gone scot free because of the institutionalized racism that is going in this country. Okay, I digress. Now let's now look at. The significance of today's um, date, when Dr. Martin Luther King made that speech of I Have a Dream. And I will be telling you what he said. And because this will add um, some kind of context to what I want to say about the uh, the killing of the three of the two people actually, and the, the way the other man's arm was severed by Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, Dr. Martin Luther King had this address, alright? in Washington area back in 1963 and I'll read to you it says go back to Mississippi go back to Alabama go back to South Carolina go back to Georgia go back to Louisiana go back to the slums and the ghettos of our northern northern cities knowing that somehow this situation can and will be changed let us not wallow in the valley of despair then he went on to say I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. He says, We hold this truth to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. Oh, I love that. I have a dream. That one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into, into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. Can you just imagine that? That's such that's so beautiful, right? That's such a passionate, passionate speech. And it went on to say, in 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 his, in his closing remarks, when we all, he said, when we allow freedom ring, when we let, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the whole Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty we are free at last. Wow, as I say this right now, 
I have chills in my body, guys. This is the words, exact words from Dr. Martin Luther King in 1963, August 28th. Isn't that amazing? Now, the dream that he has, as it actually materialized, we can say yes and no to it. But we know one thing for sure that we are, we are we are not where we used to be at the time we made this speech. Things have gone far better. Things are far better than it used to be. But we are not where we want to be because I I, I don't know if truly the sons of um, slaves and sons of former slave owners can sit on the table of brotherhood right now. It seems there's still there's still a, they see an obvious divide. And how how does this thing connect to? Um, Kai Rittenhouse, the alleged killer of at least two men in, in Kenosha. But before I go into all that details, guys, let us look back at this place called Kenosha in Wisconsin. Kenosha, like I said before, my, my, uh, my, the podcast I made earlier is, you know, is a 99,000 resident community. It's between Chicago and Milwaukee It's a small city But Just like every other place Like the way Like you know when they killed Richard Brooks Do you guys remember Richard Brooks that was shot by the by the police because he was running away Remember um, George Floyd of yours And remember um, This man now uh, Jacob Blake Jacob Blake guys may never walk again He's still right as, as I'm thinking this podcast is still struggling to survive to 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 be alive again, and based on what I read again, he said he's 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 tied to the to the to the bed in the in the hospital. He's, he's chained to the bed in the hospital. We don't know why that is the case. Why, where is he running to? Is the one that is hurt. But what this place, these cities have in common is that they are down south states. We're talking about um, Minneapolis. We are talking about um, uh, you know. Georgia, we're talking about Wisconsin. These are states where um, there's high level of wealth and you know racial divide between the between the um, African Americans and the white Americans or like the, and the Caucasians. So it's a real problem. So this will give us a background into what is the act, what 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 will be the main um, uh, topic of my podcast today, which is. Kyle Rittenhouse, a young man, young young boy, just 17 years old. It's just 17 years old. I can't believe this guy has killed two people. And the flagrant uh disrespect by the by the conservative media is so appalling. You see, when we begin to be so partisan and we allowing our, our sense of partisan partisanship to 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 be cloud our memory of understanding. Our, our capability to comprehend issues for what it is, then we have issues. You see, I am not a Democrat, neither am I a Republican. I've said it many times, I'm not a fan of Joe, Joe Biden, that I believe Trump is a better president based on his, um, his, his um, things that he has implemented. And I've also maintained here that Trump has refused to, to feel the pulse of the nation. He's always appealing to his base, and he's, he's always finding the flames of um, racial divide and um, pro or alt-white kind of stuff. Or, or try to call themselves. You cannot be a racist president because Americans are too educated and are becoming tired of all these politicians using this their racial insecurities against them. Well, 
So let us just talk a little bit about Kenosha, about Wisconsin. Do you know that the the, the, the police officer, the sheriff in, in Wisconsin, once said in 2015, if I'm not mistaken, or oh, it's in when he said that when there was like a like a shoplifting by some five or so um, African Americans, he said that he wished he can put these people in in the warehouse and just stop them from from having kids and just put them away. Just imagine when somebody says things like that, all because they they shoplifted. While it's not good to shoplift, nobody's going to encourage anybody to shoplift. But to think that we should stop them from having babies and put them in jail forever in a state that already invested more in um in prison construction of um correction centers than in education in a state where um the policing is targeted at the african americans in the, at, at their communities there's every concentration of police um presence in 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 the minority communities than in the white communities of which more than 80 percent of the people of Wisconsin are white. Less than um, 10% or is about 11% of that state is black. Yet, they are the one that is most um, policed. Yet, you want them to even build more prisons to put them away. Now, what I've, always, I've said it before that when you are hungry, you are most likely to be what, angry. So, an, so, a hungry man is an angry man. All right? So it's it goes like that hand in hand. When you when you solve the issue of poverty, you are most likely going to solve crime. So the question which asking our politicians is that how are you? What are your policies to address the issue of poverty? How are you going to make these communities wealthier than you met them? Because once people start making start making money, naturally crime will reduce. Once you stop putting them in jail disproportionately, naturally crime will reduce because you, you need the men to show the, the, the kids how it's done in, in life. But all the men, I told you that guys in my last podcast that more than 60% of, of, of so many in the particular district in, in, in Milwaukee have gone to jail before the age of 42. More than 60% guys. Yet you are investing in, in building more correctional facilities than in education yet you are invest you are you are you have a system that puts more money into suburban private schools than the ones for for them white kids than than the ones that the african-american kids will, 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 will be privileged to, to get everything the disparity is so glaring so based on what i read right so it says that kenosha a 99,000 resident community which has been uh which has been very peaceful on one part of the Sunday when the cops shot. You know, the, I'm talking about the um, the brother um, Jacob Blake. Out of 99,000 population of Kenosha, blacks account for 11 percent of the population, while whites account for 67 percent of the population. All right. Despite this obvious presence of blacks in of blacks in Kenosha, there are only seven black cops. Out of 207 police in Kenosha, so <laughs> so Kenosha, we have a lot of black black Americans in Kenosha, African Americans in Kenosha, right? Yet we have only black seven African American cops out of 207 in Kenosha alone. 
yet there's a lot of African-American presence in that community, but just seven of them that is in the police force. Does that mean that the rest of them do not apply or they don't have the intelligence to, 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 to work in the police force? You tell me. Okay. So, one of the um, residents in, um, in the neighborhood says something here that's very funny and I quote. It says, if you're a white guy, a firefighter with an open alcohol container and a gun in your car and you get pulled over, you get dropped off at the firehouse, says Robert, is, is, is um, 38 years old. But say, if you're black, that might be the end of your life. Just, just, just listen to that again. It says that if that is just this guy was describing a scenario that if you, if you, if you're an African American, um, I mean, if if you're a white man and you're a firefighter and you have a gun and an alcohol in the vehicle and you get pulled over, they're gonna drop you at your job. But if you black and try that same thing, that may be the end of your life. So you can see the way. So they say we have one nation under law. No, no, the law is not the same. And this eye service that the politicians are playing is about time we demand that they do the right thing. Because if you about justice and about fairness, you will know what I'm talking about. Even the white, even the the, the white folks in the neighborhood are, are, are not happy with with their with, with all these things either. You know. So look at this now. So he says they like the police here are terrible, and they treat black people awful. They harass them and everything, says Jacob. He's a white, he's an American, a white American. You know, he's a resident of the neighborhood. So, that he's, so he's, he's even attesting to the way the police treat people in that neighborhood. So we have decades of, of injustice, of discrimination, of segregation, of, segregation, of, of uh, misappropriation of opportunities. That, that was now snowballing to what we are seeing right now because I don't understand. Like somebody texted me the other day, said, Oh, but the guy had a knife and da 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 da. I said, Okay, I get what you're saying. But I don't know how a guy having a knife will amount to at least six shots in the back. How many, how many people can they actually out with one knife? And at the time that we were talking, they were talking, they, they showed him, he was not even sure if he had the knife on him or, or but he was, he was walking away from the police officers. No matter what happens, just in the case of Richard Brooks too, and George Floyd, it was needless use of force. You guys are like two, three or there or there already. You don't need to apply that much force. I mean, how does six or seven shots to the back equate to de- de-escalating a situation? Now, put that have that in, have that thought in your head. Now compare that to what we saw when this man Kai Rittenhouse actually walked towards the police and walked and went to his house after he had allegedly shot two people, I mean three people, two dead. Can a black man, an African-American, walk to the police, walk towards the police with people yelling that that guy that shot someone and the police would not act immediately, promptly? If, if anybody can answer that question and tell me in her sincerity, I'm, I'm waiting. That is a problem. That is, that's exactly the problem. At least remember that Tamarais was just playing with a toy gun and he was killed in, the, in his own lawn. That's a problem. That exactly is the problem. So look at this. It says, white disparities 
in 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 income between white and black residents in 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 Kenosha, um, Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Chicago, and other major metropolitan areas in the Midwest have create have helped create an underlying frustration and anger in the minority communities in these cities," said um, Don Don Grimes, an economist specialist at the University of Michigan. Said so that why disparity in income between white and and blacks. In in Kino, in places like Kenosha, Minneapolis, Milwaukee, that is the reason why you see that there's so much agitation and, and animosity between the white and black folks because they see that they cannot get the same opportunity. We have to start looking at this thing for exactly what it is, guys. And this the, the fact that this the wealth is not evenly shared or people don't have equal opportunity to, to access wealth. And like I said, when you're hungry, you're gonna be angry. Hunger, anger, they go hand in hand. So if you have a situation where we have decades of this system that that will forever put some people in this in a, in an oppressed position, and you say that they should not be mad, they should not act out to the cops. When I when they know that if a cop pulls you over and finds any little thing in your car, you're gonna go to jail and you're gonna serve being stage in state prison for a minor offense. Why do you want? Me, why do you expect me to talk to a police officer calmly, or to talk to me without having the fear to run? Because this this dude is about to to put my my my, my black butt behind bars for a long time, even. And the and and the bail, they may they may put your your bail bond hundred thousand dollars, and nobody in your family will be able to afford it, because they want to put you behind bars. So. When we, the more we look at these situations, these things, the better we 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 really see for what it is. So now it says that to make matters worse, elected officials either pretend that that there is no discrimination, or flat out refuse to address it. And it and it's this blindness to real event that really makes me upset at both the Republican and the Democrats. They have not done anything to the most glaring issues that faces Americans, especially African Americans, day in day out, and the minority uh, and the minorities too. The fact that both parties I'm talking about right now, both Democrat and Republican, they come to seek the vote of the African American, but they've never, never really done anything to address these issues. Even in New York, here we are one of the most segregated um, 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 cities in America. The school system is so segre segregated; is 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 unbelievable. So we have to look at these issues and we have to start talking about this like this is what is going on and we the more we the more we um we really understand where the minorities are coming from the better we have um uh, a kind of solution to the problem um, to first of all solution to the problems because the fact that people just act as if there's no racism there's no there's no discrimination and we see it every day is the problem now bringing everything all on to Kyrie House. Says a 17 year old Kyrie House charged with six criminal counts in connection with shootings during Wisconsin's protest. Charge, charge, charges include first degree, first degree reckless homicide, first degree recklessly endangering safety, and first degree intentional homicide. This young man is just 17 years old. Now, we have some lawyers from the, the far right group. Saying that he did that in the in the, in, the, in the act of self defense, okay. I know that's what everybody would say. They all say that the guy is not mentally stable. He has some kind of uh, mental health issues. Two lies that they, that they always bring up: self defense, mental health, mental health issues. 
But first of all, he was brought there. I mean, he, he, he went there by himself. He wasn't like, he wasn't, um, you know, forced to be there. He harmed, he harmed himself by himself, all right? And there's no law, all right? There's no, so, I mean, there's no law to say that in, in Wisconsin that you can, that a minor can actually have fi um, firearms, little weapon, little weapons in the public, uh, public place in Wisconsin. Wisconsin law does not say that. So I don't know how they want to balance that, that to say that, oh, he did that because he was trying to protect himself when he shouldn't be having gone in the public place in the first place. This is not a stand your ground state. What are you doing there? In the dead of the night at 17, what are you doing there? I've ordered a firearm. You can only do that when somebody is in your private space. Maybe in your house, maybe, maybe, maybe there's an intruder. Maybe then you are allowed to do such a thing. Not in a public place, especially when you're a minor. So I don't know how his lawyers will deal with that part of the story. Now, there is a... Now, I'm just ashamed personally, right? And at this point, I think it's just right for me to mention the names of those that he has killed. Because oftentimes, the, people, the victims get um, lost in the shuffle. Because we're talking about James Blake now. Then we're talking about George Floyd, and now we're saying Black Lives Matter. But this man, this young kid at 17, just killed a, a gentleman called Joseph Rosenbaum. He has a family. He has, he has loved ones. He has people that looks up to him, that when they see him, they are happy. He just killed him. He was 36. He also killed a man called Anthony Huber. He was 26 and he badly injured another man called Gage Gross, Gross Kreds. He was also 26. So when you talk about Jacob Blake, don't forget to talk about the man called Joseph Rosenbaum. Don't forget to talk about Anthony Huber and don't forget to talk about Gage Gross, Gross Kreds. Remember their names too. So as black lives are we talk about black lives matter black people are dying we should not forget our white brothers that has joined us in this struggle to ensure that we get a better a more functioning a more equal a more even society these people shouldn't have died today shouldn't be dead by now but they are dead now because of some policies from some politicians like the president of this country keep finding the flames of destruction of racial segregation you know the rhetoric that he keeps spinning out there is there's no let's not lie that since this man has become president we have had a spike in terms of um racial attacks i saw one personally that happened to in in, in the place where i was working when this white white um, ex um, military guy just walking to um in in on ninth avenue in here in new york and he put a really long knife into the lungs of of of, a, of an old man he killed him in the, like in open play he killed this man we don't know what I don't know what's going on with with that case now. Is, is is that boy in jail? Is he out? I don't know. But it was because he hates black people. He came all the way from wherever he comes from and killed somebody right here in New York because he wanted that thing to be public. This happened probably was it not 2017? Yeah, I think that around that time this this, this case happened. So what are we talking about? I will I will tell you what it is. I know Trump as a as a, as a, as a city of this country. Is done with in terms of opportunity creation, but he has he has used that political um, tension, that racial tension, to 
to help himself a lot in terms of political powers. And we have to see for what it is. While the Democrats are also playing that same identity politics, the, the, the Republicans are steadily playing that racial division just to be in power. Call it exactly for what it is, guys. And I am so disappointed. In people like um, Tucker Carlson of Fox News, I watch Fox News, I watch Tucker Carlson sometimes. I think sometimes it says the truth, like sometimes it go, even goes, goes after this, some, some, of this, um, some of these Republicans. But so I stopped watching it because he held himself this mean looking like I want to go fight kind of you ain't gonna do nothing bro You're just gonna be in Fox and keep saying what you're saying But he understands that he has 4 million Americans watching his show every single night and to, to have Tucker Carlson say things like he says here he says that um, Are we really surprised that Lutin and, and Hassan are celebrated to murder and how shocked are we that 17 year olds with rifles decided they, they 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 had to maintain order when no one else would that's the exact word that comes out from the mouth of Tucker Carlson I am so disappointed in you Mr. Tucker because you know better see two wrongs don't make a right that some people are looting and some people are hijacking the process for some for some other reasons does not mean that you should not start killing people we have this same thing happen remember when that other man ran through people in, um, is it not North Carolina where they were protesting? Is this how to go about it? And this guy called himself vigilante groups. Guys, these people just use this thing for political gains. They use the, the emotions of the, of the people as their own um, as their own pawns to get whatever they want. It's, it's like a chess game. Why the Democrats are playing racial identity, the Republicans are playing um, um, racial, racial, uh, I, I, I don't know what to call it, racial identity versus versus we're going to have to protect the, 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 the land kind of politics that they are playing. It's, it's, it's all games, guys. So so the lives of people like um, people people like Joseph Rosenbaum, Anthony Huber, Gage Grosskreis does not matter. The life of George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor does not matter because as far as they are concerned, it's all politics. And the more we start seeing this thing for exactly what, what it is, the better we have an understanding of what's going on. We shouldn't be dying in their battles. America should unite. We are too educated. We are too smart to be playing, to be falling for their cheap, cheap, low ball kind of um, rhetoric or, or or smartness that they are playing. This young boy is 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 is, is going to be in. I don't know what's going to happen to him because this this is not going to look good for him at all. All right. So on that note, I'll, I'll be coming to the end of my podcast because I just I just. Want to read this out for, to 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 my listeners out there because I think I got this from is from the Guardian. Yes, the Guardian. So this 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 issue we are having, and it says that Kenosha has devolved this 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 talk I can't say in this now. It said that Kenosha has devolved into Hanaki because the authorities in charge of the city abandoned it. People in charge of Wisconsin, from the governor on down, refused to enforce the law. They stood, they stood back and watched Kenosha, Kenosha burn. Look at those rhetorics. Why wouldn't people go and ham, go and form a Facebook group and call themselves as that they are vigilante groups? Why would they be begging the the, the, the city um, sheriff to to empower them to be um to be um civil civil defense or something like that? Because they feel like Toka is calling them to to go and work, to, to go to work, like, no, we can we have to defend our, 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 our city. So you're going to leave your house in Chicago, you're going to leave your house in, 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 in Milwaukee and, and nearby states because you're also going to defend Kenosha. 
And if you don't defend Kenosha, why are you going there with your firearms in the first place? Under this President Trump administration, we've seen a more emboldened alt-right movement. As, as though those that died to those that died in the hands of racial discrimination or, or, or the likes of um, John Lewis that was fractured in his skull as if their injuries amount to nothing. We can't have America like that. Black lives matter as much as white lives matter, but we have to understand that we are all human beings. Let no politician or no TV face or anybody make you pitch your tent against your brother because he's, because he's darker in, in his pigmentation. We are better than that, guys. We are far, far better than that. And I see these people, and, and Cutler, a conservative author and um, provocateur, said that she wanted, she, she wanted, she wished um, Rittenhouse as her president. Can you imagine that? So they are already putting this, this, this murderer, this guy that committed murder because they said that he's spreading himself, he's trying to run, run away. They are saying that, she said that she wished this guy is, is her president. Ann Cutler is her name, or Ann Coulter, that's her name, Ann Coulter. She said, said she wanted Rittenhouse to be to be her president. Can you imagine that, guys? Graham Allen, a contributor to Charlie Kirk's Turning Point USA, called the Kenosha killing a justified shooting in a video that has garnered more than 150,000 views. Katie Pavlich, another Fox News host, declared that when you have no police around to defend businesses and people, who have been attacked then there's a void there's a void and that is filled everybody is justifying this boy doing this committing this enormous crime at 17. these guys are using their big platform to talk about this kid that justify his killing and you know his lives are also far-right people what is going on in america we can't have antifa we can't have all right we have to protect the right of human beings, their fundamental human rights. And to, to see that, some people are going to say that, I mean, I'll, tomorrow I'll be talking about the NBA protest. Tomorrow, guys, on Saturday, I'll be doing that. But furthermore, I see, see, I, I, I see here, you know, this one's saying here, what's it saying? Um, it say, according to Garden, actually, all right, fundraisers, messages of support and celebrating memes for Rittenhouse are being shared widely on social media platforms. And Paul Gosa, a far-right Republican congressman for, for Arizona, for Arizona's 4th District, said it was 100% justified. Self-defense do not, self-defense, do not try to take a weapon away from a man or bear the consequences. Can you imagine a congressman saying this kind of nonsense? Paul, Paul Gosa? It's it's 100% justified. Self-defense. It's 100% justified. Self-defense. Do not try to take a weapon away from a man or bear the consequences. The shooting was justified according to Congressman Paul Gosa. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You see, this person has done so many things. Why am I even surprised? When we have the the Mc McGloskies, you remember those people that 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 the, the husband and wife that that pointed their gun at protesters in their neighborhood. They were given a spot to have a speech during the RSC con um, con um, convention campaign. Can you imagine that? 
So whether we like it or not, but the fact that they had a, a platform to address millions of people that they stood their ground protecting their house when the house was never invaded in any way, shape or form. Is that not crazy? How this this government is, is um, empowering people that have that have clearly shown signs of racism, that have clearly shown signs of bigotry, and yet to call the other people um, the ones that are using um, race, race as, as a political tool, when that's the same thing you are using. It's like pot calling kettle black. <laughs> man, 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 man. Man, man, man. So on this note, I'll be ending my podcast on this very last sentence here. You see, we have a bully... We have a bully pulpit, right? You see, the president rhetorics have put us in a very, very precarious and a very dangerous position. I have appealed, and I hope his inner circles have also told him that he has to tone those things down a little bit. But I think right now it's going hard on them. I am not saying that these people that do the that the protesters or the people that fought the cops are doing anything right. I am not pro defund the police or um, abolish police. No. I think they should do something about the police system, but more importantly, I think we should be we should all be human beings and love one another. Treat people the way you want to be treated. You see, Trump once said that you know that he's he's of shooting people on the streets. He elevates those who threatens to shoot people in the streets. Cannot be separated from the individual who does actually shoot people in the streets. That's my podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If you if you encourage something, you cannot separate you from those that actually do that thing that you encouraged. Basically, guys. And on this note, guys, I've, I'm ending my podcast today. Thanks so much for listening and enjoying this podcast with me. Please reach out to us, Astopos, Twitter, Astopos, Instagram. We are available 24 hours to attend and um, you know engage with engage you on any topic. Let me know what you guys want me to talk about next time. That'll be interesting. Uh, like I always say, please like, love, share, comment, subscribe. You know, spread the word. I am a son. Thanks again for listening to Astopods. Bye for now.